0: This is a headgum podcast. Welcome back to the scroll down. It's me, Marcella Arguello, and your good friend Nicole Thurman. We're back in the house. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up, Nicole? Hi. How are you? I'm good, girl. How are you?
1: Good. You putting on makeup? You got a show tonight?
0: Yeah. I'm like leaving like right as soon as we're done. So I'm like gluing my eyelashes. <laughs>
1: That's nice. you gotta get it done you gotta get it done where's your show I'm I'm like, like
0: i'm like i'm at i'm at the Bret improv opening for nicole byer um it was just three shows it's been fun we had fun last night but it's also funny when like one crowd is incredible and the other crowd fucking blows ass you're just like oh man i can't believe this is the same mm-hmm. night that's how it is with
1: comedy sometimes And you just keep oh it yeah moving, definitely you know? It's always worse when uh, the first crowd is amazing and the second crowd is bad is the worst. It's like you want to have the bad crowd just be first so that you can go out on a high note. Exactly. (laughs) But,
0: you know, we have one more show tonight. So I'm like excited because Sundays are usually like really fun for comedy. Like Thursdays and Sundays, people want to be there. Like comedy fans are like, no, we want to be at this comedy show. We're not here to get shit faced. So it's going to be like really fun tonight. What's going on with you, girl? What you doing?
1: Not much. I've just been working like crazy this week. I'm writing on a show and we've been shooting this week and it has been just an insane schedule, like 14 hours a day. It was a little bit more than I anticipated, but it's actually been really fun. Everybody that works on it is so nice. And I'm working with like, we'll, we'll talk about what the show is later, but it's like one of my comedy idols is on it. And it's just been an incredible experience getting to hang out with her and everybody on the crew. And It's fun. It's really fun. Isn't that so cool? Like,
0: it's such a trip sometimes. Like, you're in this industry and, like, you fucking have a hard time and you're struggling. And then, boom, some shit happens where you're just, like, you're working with somebody you grew up admiring or someone who inspired you or whatever the fuck. It's fucking cool as shit.
1: This is somebody that, like, I... Whenever people ask me, like, who do you want to work with? Who's your inspiration? Da-da-da-da. It's always this woman. And so, to... The other day, the first day we were on set and we were shooting... Because we had met, obviously, over Zoom, but the first day we were in person and shooting... I was like watching them talk and I I never get like this because I mean you work in the business you get used to it but it was like I was watching them talk to the camera and I got a lump in my throat because I was just Mm. like this is just absolutely crazy that I'm literally in the presence of this person and getting to watch them work because also there's something kind of nice sometimes about being a writer and getting to watch people from the sidelines and so you get to see how they work and kind of I don't know. It was, it was it was very cool for me. So it's it's been really cool.
0: That's nice. Yeah. It's also like after such a shitty year with the pandemic, it's like to be able to like I mean, we're not we're still in the in the middle of it, but to be able to like work with somebody that you admire after all the bullshit that we've all been through, you've been through. So it's like it's fu- fucking cool. I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. Also, love the grace and frankie you gotta know if you guys watch grace and frankie it's one of my favorite shows nicole has uh parted this season so that was cool though because i was like oh shit and it's also funny because nicole you're tall how tall are you Five nine. You're like watching you stand next to them. I was just like, oh, I see. I would be towering over these fucking people.
1: Yeah, but the best part about TV is that they they put me in heels, and I'm like, why am I wearing heels? Because I'm five nine. Peter Gallagher is five eleven, so he's actually mm-hmm. taller than me. But oh. I look so much taller. And I think Jane is probably the same height as me too so i was just yeah. like why would they do that to- they played me is what i'm saying they, <laughs> <laughs> they played him really like when you think man. about it they played him girl yeah you know he they did that. I thought about that too when I was watching it I was like why did they do that to me or to all of us really yeah, because I really. don't like that
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like unless it's like for comedic yeah. effect because they put me in heels when I did that Sarah Cooper thing the Netflix thing that she had and it was funny because mm-hmm. like I was standing next to Eddie Pepitone, who's short and fat and so it only made me look bigger and it made it funnier yeah. to look look at but it's like yeah if you don't need it why the
1: fuck would you put a tall bitch in heels next to you know yeah. these characters I am going to start saying something to them about be like can I not wear these heels I shouldn't have to be towering above people when i'm not if i'm taller than them i'll be taller come on now but working with jane fonda was uh incredible i mean she was she's like has this like regal presence it's incredible she walks in and you're just like oh my god i was like scared and i don't really get i get intimidated but that was like intimidated to the next level because she's one of those celebrities that when they look at you they look almost through you because their Mm. eye contact is so intense yeah so i was scared at first but then we did our first scene together and then i was like sitting in the holding area where we all were hanging out including her and she came in uh and she looked at me and she pointed right at me and she goes you you are good and i was like oh my god thank you so much I was like you're really good too I mean you're Jane Fonda so you know that but like you're really good too it was this it was a hilarious experience How cute. but I love it it was great and then when I yeah when I shot the second episode she was like she told me that she had missed me and she was just like it was incredible it made me She's feel so really sweet. special
0: oh man yeah. and Peter That's Gallagher great.
1: is the nicest person I've ever worked with oh, ever so, so hot, it was it was dude. very cool yeah, he's hot he's he's still, caliente. You got it he still I was like, you're kind of like a dad figure, but you also still fine as hell. Like, we she ain't mad at you. you. We love your eyebrows. <laughs> you're a dad yeah. figure and a daddy figure. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. Ah! Uh, anything else going on? Anything else popping off? Not really. I'm just chilling. I went to lunch with a friend today that I haven't seen since college. How about you? Are you what? What
0: else you got going on? Well, I was gonna say I had lunch today at my friend. My friend opened a restaurant. Um, it's called Sasson in Huntington Park. Uh, I strongly recommend it. It was really good. The food was great. The drinks were good and the vibes were cool. Um, shout out to DJ Sizzle. I went shopping at this pop-up shop. My friend Lydia Popovich took me to this like Latina store and uh, they had a little pop-up shop too in there. And so we went to go with these like, Virgin Sita jackets and there was a DJ there and she was so fucking good. And I went up to her like, girl, you're really good. I want your info so I can come see you spin. And she was like, are you Marcella? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I saw you, You're. I'm a fan of yours. You're a great comedian, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh shit, now I'm a fan of you we literally just like became friends that way so I started going to all her events every month I, that I could because you know me I like to go out dancing and um Ton, strongly recommend it follow them online uh and it's really fun uh, spot in LA that they, they kind of do these pop-ups everywhere I mean they haven't been doing them because of the pandemic but anyways her mom is so sweet they have this really great story because you know they were both undocumented when they came to this country and now they opened a restaurant and the, the mother is such a great cook and It's really cool. It's really sweet. So go to Sassoon and Huntington Park when when you guys get a chance because it was fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: Shall we scroll it down? Are we ready? Let's scroll down, Nicole. Scroll it down. Okay, this is scroll down. So we should kick it off with our main character. On the main character. Main character. You're trending.
0: Main character.
1: Who are we going to talk about first?
0: Well, yeah, there's a a lot going on on social media this week. I don't know if everybody's keeping up. We're doing our best to bring you the best content. I would say that uh, the OnlyFans news is my favorite topic right now because it's fucking wild. And I I don't mean favorite in a good way. I just mean like this is like it's a wild thing that's happening. OnlyFans announced that they're ending their like sexy content and they've made it super vague like that's why i say it right. like that because they they're vague because like technically you can still post nudes and nude videos but you can't perform sex acts but it's also like yeah eh, where is the line what how do they decide what is you know going to be allowed but yeah i guess they got pressure from um the banks that fund them and they are are restricting their content which is crazy I
1: think it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. I was just watching. It reminds me of Boogie Nights. Did you see that? I think it's Don Cheadle or some character is like at the bank and they won't give him a loan because they say he's in pornography. And he's like, I'm not in pornography. He's like just trying to get a loan for his other business. I did not know that was a thing still. And also, yeah. I'm just so I'm yeah, I'm so confused. as because I truly just thought. Only fans was only sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, what are they now? They really just trying to be only pictures? Like, what is it? I don't get it. Only poems?
0: No. Oh, only poems? Gonna... Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's also fucked up because, I mean, you're on the money because people like sex workers built OnlyFans to what it is right now. Like people wouldn't know what OnlyFans was if it wasn't for sex workers. So it's fucking crazy that they're like, you know, pulling this shit out from under them because it's like, what? They built built this shit. What the hell is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, I had never heard of OnlyFans until the pandemic and instil- until people started promoting it for, like until sex workers started promoting their right. work on there. I'm just wondering, like, when is sex work and pornography are going to just be a little bit more mainstream because it seems like it is so mainstream in the culture. But for some reason, business wise and Internet wise or just like rules wise, people are still so fucking prude about it. It's weird, It's weird. It's super weird. It's also like I mean, people
0: always say it's the oldest profession is, is sex mm-hmm. work. And it's like, yeah, of course it is, because we love to scam a man like men should be scammed at all costs, at all times. <laughs> And, uh, it's, it's just frustrating to know that like these women's livelihoods and there's men on there too, but these women's livelihoods, cause they're the ones that built it, um, right. are it's fucking, they're, they're worried. Cause someone even made a good point online that was like. Their, their restrictions are so vague that some of these women, they're going to get booted off and they won't even know why, or, right. or if they do know why it's like, well, this, you said this was fine and like, it's just so yeah. vague and then people are going to get punished and you know, yeah. this is their livelihood. this is how they make money.
1: That's how they pay their rent. they so. will be like, you're giving a hand job and you can still be on there. But then once you start a blowy, they're like, you're off, you're booted. <laughs> you're out no here. No blowies no. on this site.
0: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> it's really, it's really stupid. It's just really dumb it's really frustrating to watch cuz it's it's also just like you're right like it's such a huge industry and then people try to act like they don't participate it's like stop acting like you know we're just like what's like if we normalize right. it it won't be that big of a deal it won't be some fucking
1: sin you know right right I, it's it's interesting too because to be like to be transparent i'm not a porn person like i don't quite get it i think maybe i think too much whenever i've seen porn um but it's such a huge industry that what are they wanting it to be free? Is that what it is? Cause it's free on Pornhub, right? Like people don't have to pay for it there. So people that are doing porn it are Hub making money, ha- but not self-sufficient on it. Right. Well, the- Pornhub
0: had like a reckoning recently too, because of, uh, people posting shit that wasn't them. Like, you know, basically like revenge porn and shit like that. So like they've had their own reckoning too, because they were exploiting people, With no rules. So shit has changed on Portland Hub 2. I'm not too super familiar with it, but it's just wild how like, They've been too loosey-goosey with shit, which is why OnlyFans was so incredible, was because the women themselves were, you know, taking their power and getting the money directly to them, as opposed to, like, on Pornhub, which is free, but also there's, like, revenge porn, and there's people posting shit that isn't them. Now it has, like, you have to be verified—not verified, but, like, if you're posting, it needs to look like your picture, and we also need to verify that you're you, like— it's yeah. a mess the whole industry is a fucking mess and it's because people are so fucking so
1: ashamed of that shit you know yeah and because it sounds like they're so greedy too because it's like if people mm-hmm. are making money for themselves if they're their own business and they can promote their own business on OnlyFans they're not gonna be able to get money but then if they were to go to a site like Pornhub and someone I'm sure is taking a cut of it then it's like oh yeah you can be on that site it's fucking terrible it seems like it's always about some form of greed <laughs> Somehow yeah. it's always like that always works its way into the conversation, but it really always. is like, where the fuck are people supposed to go? Cause didn't sex workers or some people got kicked off of uh, Instagram too. Right.
0: Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's been since Tumblr days, Tumblr, yeah. like a bunch of nude women were on Tumblr and then they kicked them off and then Tumblr basically went to shit after that, which was hilarious to them because they're like, "This is what's going to happen to OnlyFans." But the thing is, OnlyFans is being super vague, so who knows what's actually going to happen? Um, but yeah. yeah, on Instagram, like I have, I have sex worker homegirls who they get booted off Instagram. They have to start a new account, and it's just so frustrating because they're like, "This is my livelihood. What are you guys doing?" Also, like. Right everyone's aesthetic is like a fucking stripper
1: now so it's like why why aren't we giving these women their flowers
0: it doesn't make any fucking sense you know I mean
1: truly if we're gonna go there it's the same thing to me as like when fucking a million white women get lip fillers but then no one wants to date black women it's like are you fucking kidding me I got the lips naturally you know like it's just this weird thing of like where other people can profit off of that aesthetic and that vibe and sex appeal or whatever on OnlyFans famous people was it Bella thorn that made a shit ton of money for yep. like scamming people like it's the same thing where it's like these people can profit off of it but then the people who are like genuinely this is their hustle this is their livelihood and it's what they love to do right. they're not allowed to do to do it naturally like yeah. without being fucking booted off it's bullshit it's well i it is bullshit. i yeah and if it's gonna be like this and that's then OnlyFans is gonna tank i mean it's just just a matter of time right. at this point so we'll see what happens yeah. we'll, we'll follow we'll follow this story closely on the scroll down and we'll keep you guys posted on <laughs> sex acts on OnlyFans. i'm gonna start a i'm gonna
0: start a sex website called only scams only and, uh, get get all the bitches in there and get some like progressive banks some like credit unions you know we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get the
1: money going okay. uh, we got to get them any. We got to get them their flowers. Like you said, it's just, it's, uh, it shouldn't be that hard. Like there should, there has Mm-mm. to be somewhere to go. Should not be as hard as a dick. You know what I'm saying? It should be okay. soft. It should be All the dicks soft. are going to be soft on OnlyFans if they just look at a couple of pictures. It's cleavage. <laughs> okay. that it's just wild. All right, y'all.
0: Moving on. Moving
1: on to the next thing. <laughs> Nicole, have you seen the crate challenge? I did. And you know what I love about the Crate Challenge was that I did not know what was happening because to me, and maybe I'm wrong, this seemed like a black Twitter thing and a black mm-hmm. TikTok challenge more than so. than what quote unquote mainstream. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I kept seeing like black Twitter posting about it. And I was like, what is everybody talking about? So then I went to check it out and it was very fun. Sometimes it feels like this. there's just like these corners of Twitter where you see certain things being talked about. And it was like very, very popping off on black Twitter. And I loved it.
0: Yeah but can you explain what the great challenge is? since you
1: watched so many videos? (laughs) I watched like three, but what I saw feels like it's a competition where people are stacking uh, plastic milk crates into like a pyramid. And the goal is to be able to climb up the crate to the top and then back down. And that sounds simple enough, but it's actually really difficult because I guess that milk crates, when they're by themselves, can withstand like a ton of weight. But when they're stacked like that, for some reason, they're way less stable. And so people have been going up them and going down and like people are like betting money on it. I saw somebody like rolling a joint and walking Mm -hmm. up the stack and then walking Mm -hmm. down and smoking the joint. It was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's, that's, it seems like that's all it is. It's just pure boredom and milk crates.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it's gotten dangerous because like a bunch of people have gotten hurt and injured. We don't recommend that you guys do the crate challenge. It seems really crazy and reckless. Um, like everything like anything fun. I've just been enjoying the memes do you, you know that there's that black girl meme where she's like climbing up the stairs of 20 like approaching the year 2021 and she's looking back at 2020 like I'm uh-huh. I'm approaching you know wealth and health and good vibes only. So somebody put her onto some craze. <laughs> And that shit cracked me up because I was like, I love when all the
1: things come together. It's beautiful. I love Whoa. the internet. Somebody tagged us in on Twitter oh, yeah, on, on a Jason right. Derulo. It all comes <laughs> together, baby. The Jason Derulo mean, criminal crate challenge and the scroll down all in one. <laughs> oh my God. We give,
0: we got to give that girl a shout out for tagging us because that shit was hella funny. When, I was like, oh my God, this is too much. Shout out to at X... Underscore Hatch, regional wine lady. That's she, She's so cute. Uh, thanks for tagging us on that because that shit was hella
1: funny. And we enjoyed it, genuinely. I mean, the Jason Drulo shit, never not funny. It's truly never not funny. It makes me laugh every single time. I'm looking at this girl, sexy and spicy like a bowl of Czechs Mix. Get it, girl. <laughs> okay. Black while happening to also be biracial. <laughs> I like your bio. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was...
1: That's me too. Black also happening to be biracial. Um, but yeah, that was, it's really funny. And those videos are hilarious. It's one of those things where it almost makes you want to try it, but then you see people busting their ass and you're like, no, that fucking looks painful yeah. as hell. Because mm-hmm. when they fall, fall, they fall hard. Fall. Yeah. But there was a girl who she made, she had like a stack of 20s because everybody was betting on her and she won like mm-hmm. a ton of money.
0: Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Hustle and flow. You know what I'm saying? She's at Only Scams. You can check her out on OnlyScams.com.
1: Hell yeah. I think, yeah, Only Scams should be, it could be a lot of sex workers, but then just also people just profiting off of crazy shit like the milk crate challenge. Like, why not? Like, yeah. I bet you I can't, you know, put a put my hand on that burner for two minutes and then you can and you scammed them because I have no nerve endings and now my hand is third degree burns. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. Don't listen to me. I'm just making shit up, Okay. <laughs> Only Scams. Check it out. Uh, 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 uh.
0: (laughs) The Scroll Down is sponsored by OnlyScams.com, where you can get scammed, you fucking idiot. You fucking dumbasses. Anyway. Um, All right. Moving on. Women are going to work makeup free. So I was really into this Huffington Post article that came out. I don't know if you guys saw it. Nicole, I don't know if you saw it. But makeup, who needs it? That's what this headline says. These women are returning to the office without it. Um, It's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, because of COVID, like, everybody's at home. You don't need to do a fucking full beat. And now we're all, like, wearing less makeup. And so now when we leave the house, we're like, well, I don't need to fucking beat. I don't need a full beat anymore. Like, my skin looks fucking great, so who cares? H- how was your experience during the pandemic and going back to this job that you're at right now? When I
1: first saw this article, I was like, oh my god, like, so what? Like, I never wear makeup, da 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 Whatever. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, actually, I do, because I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, not only, I mean, I'm still making self tapes, so I put on a lot of makeup for those, but also Zooming, just like, whatever the fuck. I would always feel like, you know, you're still getting ready. And I never, was, I never wore a ton of makeup, but I definitely wore a lot more at the beginning of the pandemic. And lately it has become that where it's like all everybody's skin is looking better because we weren't yeah. outside and you know wearing a ton of makeup as often and then also it's one of those things where it's like i think there's so many different layers of things that have happened during the pandemic of people realizing what's important and what doesn't fucking matter right. and i think that also people have just got more like Maybe real, raw, whatever the word would be, where you stop worrying about that stuff as much. So you can see me, but the people at home cannot see me. I just got my hair pinned up on the top of my head because I don't care. And I have been making self-tapes where my hair is just pinned up on the top of my head. Now I wear almost no makeup. I wear like a brow uh, gel and mascara and that's it. Because I just like, I do think it has become a, it seems like a more of a cumbersome, annoying thing to worry about now. I don't feel like I need to worry about it as much. How do you feel about the no makeup at work?
0: Yeah, I mean I loved wearing a ton of makeup. As a performer, yeah. I am like that I got that old school vaudeville brain of like you gotta have a lot of makeup so the people in the back can see you. And so uh that A I had I had to be like I had to go from like performing every weekend and having a full face of makeup all weekend for like whatever, five to eight shows and now, like every weekend, I was like, wow, no makeup or just my eyebrows or just my mascara or maybe just a red lip or something. Just, you know, if, if I did something. And I there was some times during the pandemic that I was like, I'm going to put on makeup because I'm just feeling I just don't like not wearing makeup every single day. So I'm like in the in-between where it's like, yeah, I'm definitely wearing less on a regular basis. Like if I'm if I'm just running to the grocery store, but also because the mask is on anyways I'm not trying to wear makeup under that because I fucking I'm I'm acne prone. So it's definitely like it's been an adjustment for me. Um, but I'm definitely wearing less makeup as I'm like fucking with one eyelash on right now, trying to get ready for this show. But I definitely have embraced a little more of a natural look. I'm not like obsessed with always having to wear red red lips, which is what I used to do all the time. Always wearing a red lip for a meeting, for a show, for a hangout, for a lunch. Always had a red lip. That was my shit since I was 19. So I'm like, it's been it's been weird because I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need to be wearing a red lip all the time. It's not necessary and uh but it's just it's definitely been an adjustment like i'm definitely like oh wait this is this this face is almost like new you know
1: mhm like the red lip thing i do think that there's something it is sometimes it feels nice to just like have a lip or have like mm-hmm. some kind of makeup makes you feel a little fresh and like kind of hot mm-hmm. so i i had moments where i was like I remember one day I was really bored. I posted it on Instagram and I just like tried on all the lipstick in my house because I was just like, let me mm-hmm. just put on some lipstick. I want to feel good. Sometimes yeah. you do it just for you to feel good. But yeah, I think as far as like every day and just like worrying about it, I don't really I don't feel like I care about it as much anymore.
0: It's also well because makeup is so fucking expensive. You can buy like a $60 eyeshadow palette and like it you know it lasts you as long as it lasts you but in the pandemic it's gonna you know it's gonna go old fast and you're technically supposed to throw it out after a certain amount of time every every makeup product has their rules so like that that was a thing that was like weird for me I even started buying like tiny foundations like travel size foundations because I was like I'm not even I don't barely use this and if I use it it's like for an hour or something you know yeah so that was kind of a trip that was definitely an adjustment but um I'm, I'm, I am enjoying wearing makeup right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like I don't wear it at work, but that's also because I'm like a writer wearing like a headset and shitty clothes and like, <laughs> it doesn't matter right. what I look like. And we have to wear masks. We have to wear masks and face shields for like 14 hours. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not putting yeah. anything under that. No. I think it's also, it's such a personal preference thing. Cause it's kind of like, if you feel fine without it, then it's like, sure, don't wear it. If you feel like you want to wear makeup, wear makeup. I thought it was interesting because in this article, I wonder what your thoughts are on this. The woman that was being interviewed said, the reality is I receive more respect when I look cleaner or more professional with my makeup done. And I was like, what? I I didn't really, I don't know if I get that. I don't know. I don't feel like I get like respect when I'm wearing makeup, and people treat me like trash when I don't have makeup I, yeah, on Yeah, I think face.
0: she, I think she's confusing men hitting on her with men respecting her. I think that's what <laughs> she's
1: doing. Oop! I think we just hit the nail on the head up here. Just scroll down. That was a Marcella, a drop of wisdom. I think you're right. I think you're right because be, I'm like, girl, that ain't respect. That's just people being like, hey, bitch, I would, I would hit you. It. you well- Well, that's the thing. It's like, they're just like,
0: wow, you look hideous. So now I'm going to have to treat you like a coworker as opposed to before when they were running to get her coffee because she had her fucking purple lip on. I mean, I definitely get treated bad if I don't look a certain way by, especially by men, but women do it too. Um, so but that's a whole other fucking topic we do not need to get into, yeah,
1: but I don't know sometimes I'm so fucking oblivious to things like that I, I definitely worry about how people perceive me, but I don't think I worry about like, oh, it's because I'm not wearing makeup that they're treating me any certain way, right, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm just ugly I' I swear to God, I was just gonna say, maybe it's just because I'm fine as hell and get treated well, <laughs> no matter what. okay,. <laughs> 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 I don't gotta wear no makeup to get respect
0: eh. <laughs> or get hit on. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Welcome back to the scroll down. I hope that you all enjoyed those ads. Uh, so this next segment is hello old. Oh, I'm so old. You like how oh, oh, I'm doing? Oh my bad. Back. Oh, oh, next. Oh. This is a tweet from Sabrina Moreno, who is a reporter, and she tweeted, I've had people ask me why I didn't report as aggressively during the H1N1 pandemic. I'd like everyone to hear the truth from me first. I was 12. she was a child people what the fuck is wrong with you
0: it's so funny If you go to her page she's a covid reporter for rtd news i guess people are shitting on her because she reports so aggressively on the pandemic which is wild it's like yeah of course she's aggressively reporting because it's happening right now like we need people to report on this shit so i love that people were questioning her like why did you do this for h1n1 and hiv and the aids 1980s pandemic and she's like i was not alive i right you know it's it's really wild watching people move on the internet
1: yeah yeah. Well, it's one of those things too where, I mean, we've, we saw this, I think, joke of the week before, where it's like, oh, you talk about grapes. What about watermelons? And it's like, oh right. my God. Like, she it's talks essential. about COVID because it is literally the news of every single freaking day that we cannot avoid. And she doesn't talk about H1N1 because she was 12 years old it wasn't the same as the as covid is right
0: no not at all also shout out to my sister she survived h1n1 and covid she got a strong immune system that one she got both of them yeah she had h1n1 back when that sabrina moreno was 12 years old my sister got (laughs) h1n1 and uh it was like it was weird my mom uh one of her clients he his I think it was his son died from it it was I remember I mean that shit was wild and it was also like we were younger and like I didn't like understand the Mm -mm. the gravity of it and Mm -hmm. uh but it was not you're right it was not the same as COVID like it didn't we didn't have a fucking uh shutdown of of the fucking whole world you know
1: right but i think also it's like i don't remember that being as big of a deal probably because i was younger maybe because but i it wasn't i don't it know. wasn't as big of a deal the
0: world did not shut down you know we weren't yeah. all on unemployment you know like it was not the same yeah. so that's what's right. even funnier like even if she was an older person who was of age to re- be reporting about the h1n1 it was it was not the same like
1: you can't even equate the two so it should and been the implications of that are why didn't you cover H1N1? Because everybody thinks COVID is some big conspiracy. And so they think that it's right. being covered heavily in the news because of that. And it's like, it's not that. It wasn't as big of a deal. Like you said, right. not everybody was on unemployment. We all, all weren't on fucking lockdown. The entire world wasn't like this. Right. You know? um, but yeah, it was, people need to fucking chill with that shit. I, that's just, that is just pe- being on the internet is someone yeah. saying, oh, you talk about this. What about this? It's like, because yeah. this is the focus. Okay. It's like if you do comedy, yeah. people are like, what about drama? I do comedy. I don't know what to tell you. Like what? What do you want? <laughs> you want us a little I queen? do.
0: I do always think it's funny when because I, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but when people get mad at my tweet, it's something that specifically offends them because it, it's about it's about them. Like whether right. I'm talking about men or white people or whatever, and they get so mad when it's specific to them. But like again, if you make a joke about. If I make if I shit on sex workers, they'll be fine with it. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah. so funny when people just are like they get so offended about the thing that's about them. I, I think I tweeted something like that a long time ago, where it's like, oh yeah, it's all retweets and favorites until I tweet about you. Yep. Because uh, that's it's what it is. People get so upset. Anyways, let's move on. We're bringing you the segment cancel corner. Cancel corner. Get, You've get been out. Canceled. You're done, son. Go to the corner. <laughs> so nine days after the new Jeopardy host was announced. Um, he is no longer the Jeopardy host. Uh, so Mike Richards apparently is a piece of shit. <laughs> and he used to have he used to have a podcast. This was a big this is a big story. So Mike Richards, I guess he was an EP on the show. And he was named the new host, which people were not happy about for many reasons. And then it the ringer shout out to the ringer they exposed his stupid ass because he on an old podcast um, that he was a host of would just say the most ridiculous shit Mm -hmm. and they exposed him and now he's out which is hilarious but he's still the ep so it's like it's not like he's not going to be rich he's going to be fine
1: he'll be fine so on this podcast that he hosted from 2013 to 2014 called the random show he called his co-host and former assistant when she was talking about working as a model, he called her a booth hoe, a booth slut, and a boothstitute. <laughs> I know these things aren't funny, but I'm sorry because sometimes it's like people get canceled and the things that they say sound like they're like 13 years old. And I'm just yeah. it makes me laugh. Um he looked at a friend and he called her friends really frumpy and overweight, saying they all look terrible in the picture. They look fat and not good. <laughs> like, sir. Oh my god. Sir. <laughs> um and so, yeah, all of that stuff came back to get him. You said the ringer got they, they were the ones that like uncovered all of that them, stuff. Yeah,
0: they—they they, they listened to all forty-one episodes, and then they then when this shit got exposed, they took all the episodes off the internet. Um, but I guess he was making like Jewish jokes, Asian jokes, all kinds of shit, and uh, quote-unquote jokes, right? Um, And, you know, as I've said in the past, I also will get canceled one day. The difference is I'm under the umbrella of a stand-up comedian. So, like, it's debatable if what I'm doing is comedy or not comedy. Like, when someone like him is saying shit like that, it's like, bro, you're not a comedian. Like, you're literally just saying hateful shit, you know? And it's like, and you can't hide. Like, I can hide under the guise of being a comedian, you know? And this guy's going to be fine. People were saying that they wanted LeVar Burton to host... What do you think about that?
1: I didn't watch him host. I think he would be fun. I heard mixed reviews, but also I, first of all, I don't care. (laughs) I should, I should, I I want to make sure that's clear. (laughs) I don't care who hosts Jeopardy because it doesn't fucking matter. But I will also say that the only thing that bums me out about this now is that if Lebar, if LeVar Burton does host, it's going to be under the umbrella of you're replacing a shitty white guy and they only picked you because you're black. Like, that's what happens. And I think that mm-hmm. that's such a bummer because it happens so often. Like, I was confused why they chose a straight white man who was already executive producing the show to host it in the first place. I thought that was already kind of whack. I thought they could have done a little bit better. Yeah,
0: and he, and he tried to be like, I didn't choose me. And it's like, bro, you're the EP. Like you right. have a say in this, right?
1: Like you definitely, you wouldn't even be up, up for it if you hadn't put yourself up for it. Cause you have right. control to do that. So yeah, the whole situation was pretty whack. I think LeVar Burton would be great. I mean, I think whoever's going to host is probably, I have a feeling not going to be a straight white dude and they're going to end up getting a lot of shit that they don't deserve to get because of that. Right. My thing with this kind of situation is like, there's no way that they didn't know he was shitty. Everybody knows somebody like that talks like right. that has, still talks like that. I'm assuming. Right. right. I don't know what he was saying about like Jewish people or anything like that, but I know that like the things he was saying about women, he, he not going to change that. I'm sure he still talks right. like that. And so it's like, yeah. why would you let that guy have that job in the first place? You guys know he's shitty. So It's annoying.
0: I uh, I know that they were saying that him when it was announced that him and Mayim Bialik were going to be the two hosts. They're like rotating hosts, I guess. But what I also found interesting was there was a clip that was surfaced where Alex Trebek actually said who he wanted to be the host, and it was this black news reporter, a woman. And so that video was, you know, making its way around, and people were like, "Oh, this is why this fool named himself the fucking host because Alex Trebek made it very clear who he wanted to be." the replacement for him and who knows if she even wanted to do I mean you know you know how it is when like you know like for me sometimes like people will be like Marcella you should be on SNL you get those messages and you're just like bitch I don't want to be on SNL that is not ever something I want to do so people don't understand too like yes it, even if somebody wants you in that position doesn't mean you want to be in that position um, so I don't know I don't know if she's made any comments about that clip resurfacing but I found that fascinating yeah um, I also have a good LeVar Burton story let's hear it <laughs> I was working on a cruise ship and, um, and he was too, it was like this really weird cruise ship. There was a bunch of, um, performances and acts and entertainment. And then, um, Sam J, great comedian. She has a great show on HBO max. Um, she was like she saw him she she like flagged him down and she was like oh my god i love you which was sweet it was really sweet you know i'm all about the flowery giving and i'm sitting there like i mean i too love LeVar burton but i definitely did like the way she gave her little spiel i was like oh i i'm not that so i'm not even gonna try to be you know following up or competing with that conversation i was just like i too love you and he was like oh what's your name i was like marcelle he's like what is that? i was like you can just call me tall bitch And he looked at me like, what? And then the next day, I was just like out and about, just brooming around the cruise ship. And I just hear, tall bitch. And I look and it's LeVar Burton. And everyone looks at him like, who is he talking to? And it was the fucking funniest shit. And then months later, Sam J sends me this text. And she's like, girl, I just ran into LeVar Burton at my barbershop. And he was like, how's tall bitch doing? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I love him. He's the best. He was probably so excited
1: too. He's probably like, I get to call this woman tall bitch. Like, like, you know, it's his little rebellious thing that he gets to do.
0: (laughs) He's really cool. He's really sweet. Um, I love following him on Twitter. He has a great uh, podcast where he reads, oh my God, LeVar Burton is the best. I, you know, I don't know what the deal is with that and the Jeopardy hosting situation, but of course he'd be great. But I think you're right. At this point, it's like, if he gets it, it's like. Who was this for? It wasn't for him, you know?
1: Yeah, there's always a part of me that just feels like I just hate that. It it seemed to me the obvious fan favorite was him, uh, according to Twitter anyway. And so it's like a bummer because it's like people obviously are big fans of him, but I think that then now there's going to be this dark cloud over whoever gets it. The same thing happened at The Second City, which is a, you know, improv theater that I worked at for years, there was like a whole situation where there was like talk about, you know, the diversity program was kind of messed up and the people there were being kind of like unfair towards people of color at Second City. And so eventually the president of Second City stepped down. It was a white dude. He said, you know, I'm going to step down. I realized that like, you know, this is, you know, it's my time and da da da. kind of that same thing of like where they're getting in trouble. So they stepped down, which in a lot of ways is good. And it's the the thing that you should do is get the hell out of right. there. Um, but first of all, you cause the problems in the first place, but then they walk away mm-hmm. when the problems get hot. Right. Of course. And then the person who took over, I'm not sure if he still is the artistic director or what, but the person who took over was a black man who has to then deal with the fallout of all of that. That's what starts to bother me is it's like these people that are obviously very experienced, very, uh, you know, they're good for the job. They're ready for it. They've been ready for it. They're there. And so it just sucks because then I feel like the person that takes over has all of that added pressure of being like, well, you just are here because that person. It's like, no, they're probably here because they're fucking talented and good at their job. They just didn't get the power because, you know, an executive producer decided he wanted the job
0: exactly i mean and so. that's what's frustrating it's like it doesn't matter how hard, hard you work if you're not like connected or with the in crowd like they won't they won't hire you for the job even if you are beyond qualified i mean that's what's right. so weird about this industry many industries but that's how it goes bitch
1: yeah but i hope i don't know i hope he gets it if everybody wants him i hope he gets it. i hope he kills it and whoever it is is gonna have big shoes to fill for alex trebek so no matter what it's gonna be hard it's gonna be a hard road until they find their way just like it was like the same thing with trevor noah taking over the daily show at first and then he's amazing now it's his show and he made it his and so it'll eventually get back on its feet but right now it's on some rocky shit you know yeah I also, somebody, somebody pointed out like, why don't they just end Jeopardy? Like, that's kind of how I feel. Do to, I know.
0: How many questions do people need to be answered? You know, like how many questions do you people want answered? It doesn't make sense. You guys are losers. Yeah. Change the channel, read a book, make know. some friends. That's I know. It. That's the end of that. Wait, Nicole, have you ever had your head shaved? No, why? Right now, the way that your hair is pulled back and like you have your hair clipped, but I can't see the top of it. But when you look at me in a certain way. It looks like your head is shaved and you look incredible.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you. You know, I've always wanted to just cut all of my hair off, to be honest with you. Um, At least short. I don't know if I would ever actually shave it, but thank you. Now I know. Now I have the confidence to shave it if if ever it comes down to it.
0: Yeah, because I'm just like, because it's, you know, blocked off the top. So I'm just Uh like, wow, you
1: look like you have a shaved head and it looks fucking cool. It's really great right now. Thank you. If Yeah, you know, someday if I have a G.I. Jane moment, I'll be like, Marzella told me it would look cool, man. You would. I'll do, I'll do it. You have the I'll face to to have no
0: hair. Thank you. you. <laughs> everybody has the face for no hair.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: well, thank you. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> okay, so our producer, Danielle, put in this TikTok of somebody making corn ice cream. And her her lead into it was, what the F is this? <laughs> and so it's we just literally a TikTok. TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's
0: literally a TikTok of a guy who... <laughs> grinds corn down and uh just does a quick recipe with cream and a bunch of stuff and freezes it and it's
1: ice cream and i would eat the fuck out of that shit how do you feel at first i was like that sounds disgusting but then i was thinking about like cream corn is pretty good and it's kind of sweet and so i bet if you just froze some cream corn and ate it it'd probably be pretty good i love corn
0: everything corn is just Mm -hmm. has high content of sugar and uh so i it makes sense Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, Danielle, our producer, for not, you didn't enjoy this, but I would absolutely eat this. in In El Salvador, there's this drink called Atol de Lote, and it's um it's basically this warm corn drink, and it's so fucking good. It's a long mm-hmm. process to make because you have to like get all the corn pieces out. You have to blend them and get all the juice, as much as juice as you can out. And you fucking cook it with uh milk and cinnamon and sugar. And it's so fucking good. It's really hard to make Uh, right. I should say it's hard to make right. And it just made me think of that like, ooh, a fucking ice cream version of this shit. I would eat the fuck out of it. I love mm-hmm. corn.
1: Ooh. I think like a lot of times TikTok is trying to play with some food. Like you see some recipes, you're like, we're yeah. hey, playing. I can't believe that it's yeah. real. And if it is real, it's disgusting. But... I got to be honest, I think that I would be into that corn ice cream. Stephanie, our sound engineer, loves it. You know, Danielle, I think you're going to be outnumbered here. I think we're going to all try it.
0: I'll make it. I could I could make it. I would love to make it. Guys, let us know. Are you horny for corny? Like, what is up with your thoughts on corn? Y'all want to eat some corn. cold,
1: creamy corn? We want some cold, creamy Ooh. corn. Okay, we horny
0: for it girl if i can swallow semen i can eat some creamy corn you feel me i feel
1: you girl you can eat it i mean really if you put your mind to it anything could be eaten you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can swallow it all Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. that's what i'm saying i hope you enjoyed that last that last part of this week's episode Nicole, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nicole, N-I-C-C-O-L-E, Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-A-N. You can watch me on Grace and Frankie on Netflix. I'm having episodes two and four of the new episodes that just came out. And then on Jellystone on HBO Max, you can hear my voice playing a shark and a squid. (laughs) Hell yeah. How about you?
0: You can catch me at Marcella Comedy on all social medias. I am doing the Life is Beautiful Festival in Vegas. If you guys are going, I'm performing Friday night or Friday during the day um or i don't know how many sets i have but that should be fun and i have some other dates coming up but you know what i don't know if she's going to get shut down so i'm not going to promote nothing stream my album the woke bully and that's it you guys thank you so much i want to give a shout out to our incredible sound engineer stephanie aguilar and our incredible producer danielle jones wesley they make our show so much better like me and nicole are incredible as a two-man group but mm-hmm. these girls get in there and they fucking spice it up and we appreciate them and we know you guys appreciate it because they just i mean they got the little bling, bling, and they made us sound like a man and all the yep. cool shit
1: so just just big ups to them yes every sound effect every edit that's them killing it and we love them for it so yes thank you all for listening like subscribe and share every thursday check us out we love you all in different ways now we are going away bye bye, bye.